0: This is Plan B, Episode 1, for April 10th, 2013. To the first episode of Plan B, Jupiter Broadcasting's new weekly talk show, contemplating the future and present of Bitcoin, with insights for the novice, shop talk for the experts, and opinionated discussion for the interested observer of all things Bitcoin and related technologies. My name is Chris, and say hello to my co-host Drew. Hey, Drew. Hello. How you Hey, man. Welcome to uh, our beta episode. Thank you. Now, this is probably sort of uh, my most rushed show in history of Jupiter Broadcasting shows because. I just couldn't wait. I just wanted to get this show out. I wanted to talk about Bitcoin so bad. And then today has been an absolutely crazy day. In fact, we started a couple of hours ago just because like, we've been watching The Price today uh we'll talk about it later on in the show. We we're, we're going to get to some of the headlines and some of the coverage we've seen, but you know, you're seeing headlines of massive Bitcoin crash over on TechCrunch or uh or uh a Bitcoin correction finally comes and arrives and The Verge is running articles on it and uh, Bloomberg is has a Bitcoin finance blog they're updating as the day progresses. <laughs> I mean it's it's really something how the media has really taken to Bitcoin. If you noticed this just huge change and as soon as the price went up, wasn't it? That's when it really kind of kicked in.
1: Everybody's concerned with the price. Everybody was focusing on that. Once it starts exploding, everybody goes, oh, here we go.
0: Right, and then once it goes down, of course, the same thing happens. All of that excitement when when the price was going up, all of that energy is turned when the price goes down. And of course- people jump on that as well. Uh, And I thought maybe as we start our new show, we should start with uh, the media's coverage of Bitcoin because I think there's going to be some contrasting opinions here and there's a lot of stuff going on right now. But I think analyzing why they're getting into it sort of also answers why we're getting into Bitcoin. And some of you have heard of this story, of course, because it's a couple of weeks old now, but with uh, the Cyprus uh, news, there was uh, shortly after that the announcement that there'd be a Cyprus ATM selling Bitcoins. You saw this? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then it was announced he's going to move out. He's got, like, a bunch of pre-orders. Well, they got this guy on CNBC, and he says a few interesting things. So let's roll this, and we're, this is going to sort of set up our, uh, our, our analysis of how the media is covering Bitcoin recently.
2: Everyone is buzzing about Bitcoin as its total value tops $1 billion. Rick Santelli in Chicago with some more on that. Morning, Rick.
3: Ooh, we got to get jingles like that. Good morning, Carl. Well, I guess we need to start at the beginning. What is a Bitcoin? Let's put it up on the screen. A decentralized digital currency based on open source software that uses peer-to-peer connections for monetary transactions.
0: Okay, so far so good, right? Not bad.
3: And real quickly, uh, also, there's a bit of John Galt in it, uh, invented in 09 by a fictitious person named Sakatoshi Nakamoto, (laughs) who many believe is a Russian mathematician named Grigory Perlman. Can it get any...
0: Now I've I've not heard a lot of people make this connection. Have you heard this connection? No, no, that's the first I've ever, ever ever heard about. that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mr. Sakatoshi. <laughs> yeah. So he generated quite a bit of buzz when he made that claim. Uh, people are trying to look into that now because there's also people who say he's in London. There's people who say he's all you know. There's people who say he's a group of people. So yeah. that's probably a topic for later. But I just thought that I don't know if anybody else had heard that chat room. If you've heard that before, maybe, but that was new to me too. Any weirder than that?
3: But the real issue is does this just show how much of a lack of confidence there is in currencies and banks because this sounds a little strange so now there's going to be potentially an ATM where you can exchange fiat currency for bitcoins and the co-founder of Bitcoin ADM is our guest today Jeff Berwick welcome thank you all right let's uh, let's hear how Bitcoin and an ATM in Cyprus and all the demand that uh, interest, you supposedly have hundreds of these ATMs requested. Tell me about it. Tell me about your business plan. Tell me how it works.
4: Yeah, you say it's uh, really uh weird how Bitcoins came about, but that's really the free market at work. And the Internet is the last place where there's actually a free market on Earth. Unfortunately, in the U.S., that doesn't exist anymore. There's no real freedom anywhere on Earth except for on the Internet. And these are the kind of really interesting, exciting innovations that can come from the free market. You look- I love the show's already
0: drawing trolls in our chat room. We've got Ron Paul in there, which is great, and uh, Shitcoin, which is Pretty funny. I like shitcoin, although they're both going to get kicked if they're butts, but if they want to hang out, that's cool.
4: Look at Bitcoin, and it's an entirely new currency, completely decentralized, anonymous, transactions occur incredibly fast, for free, all, all designed by the free market. It's an incredibly exciting thing. This and, is... Uh, this is the guy that's going to be selling that ATM. What we've come up with is a Bitcoin ATM. And the reason we've done that is because it's been a little hard to get access to Bitcoins. Uh, you can trade them over exchanges, over the internet, but it's not all that easy to do. Uh, and uh, many people actually just meet on Craigslist and they, they meet up somewhere. Right, let me, in some let street. me
3: stop you right there. So sure. now we have an ATM.
4: There really isn't a coin that's minted. So when I go
3: to this ATM and I have my fiat dollars.
0: All right, now uh, get your... Uh, get your uh, um, uh, your thinking caps on because he's about to raise what the media often brings up as sort of a core issue with bitcoin
3: and i want to exchange it for bitcoins i get a receipt of some sort or an algorithmic number set is that what i get
4: yes when you have a bitcoin wallet or account uh, you can just go up to the bitcoin machine you can actually show a qr code or type in your code if you'd like and you can insert uh, fiat currencies into the machine uh, and and that will be uh, immediately deposited but it's your all bitcoin. numbers there is no physical coin no, there isn't. That's, that's actually uh, okay. one of the good things about it. You see, how he's,
0: that's actually one of the good things about it.
3: No, and I agree. Okay, now let's get to another issue. There's only supposedly a finite supply, and the only way the supply increases is through what's
4: called mining. What is mining? Explain mining to me. That's correct. The uh, the program was designed that uh, they will uh, slowly over time, you can mine bitcoins, but it gets slower and harder and harder to do as you, as the mathematical equations get uh, more and more hard. Right now, there's 11 million bitcoins outstanding, or there will be in the next 10 days. It will reach 11 million. Uh, it's designed to eventually uh, reach 21 million, and that will be the full limit. And uh, people can actually set up a computer and mine bitcoins. What it takes is processing power and electricity, but over time, it gets harder and harder to to do and so uh, it it basically slows the so inflation so it's easier rate. just
3: to take a hundred dollars or swap it into a bitcoin in your wallet another issue back in 2012 there was a bit of a scam Two hundred thirty thousand dollars was lost by bitcoin hold, bitcoin holders and i guess a little group was set up but here's my question we're almost out of time jeff you know
0: who's the ghost bust? just throws that in there just to make sure he can instill a little uh, concern and and uh, you know like yeah. and moving on yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: I understand the central bank thing and the lack of confidence, but if something goes wrong in my Bitcoin experience, who do I call?
4: Well, that's the great thing about a free market. There'll be all sorts of free market innovations, and I write at the Dollar Vigilante, my blog, all about the end of the monetary system as we know it. Uh, This monetary system we have today is much more dangerous than anything Bitcoin has.
3: Well, I'll tell you, Jeff, you've been a great guest, and I know you're trying to get the first one of these...
0: I would love to get, I just can't stand that guy anymore. I would love to get one of these uh, ATMs in my neck of the woods. I absolutely would go down to this thing and I guess you would pay cash, right? And then it would spit out a Bitcoin receipt or send them to some account for you. Make Maybe they could fund like your Mt. Gox account or something. I think that's an interesting idea. Uh so he touched on the physical coin thing. and The media talks about this a lot and I I think it's I think it's an interesting thing cuz people have to wrap their brain around it. They really can't really kind of grasp it. Um but it's obviously it's obviously one of the things that once people understand they get past. Um and this continued CNBC had somebody else on uh that was is a Wall Street analyst who's actually fairly positive on it but he ends the interview by saying that bit show, Bitcoin is in freak show mode. Okay. So we've got See NBC covering it, they get the ATM guy on here. Now we get a Wall Street analyst
5: on there, he says, oh, it might be interesting, but it's kind of a freak show. Is
6: this, is this legitimate in your view?
5: It is legitimate and it is a fascinating experiment in what it could be a brand new currency, one that knows no borders, knows no boundaries, and in many cases knows no rules. So I think it's a really fascinating case of what's happening to our society globally.
6: Talk about the kind of attention that it's getting right now, especially from your clients.
5: Yep, it is getting a lot of attention. People are fascinated by anything that makes new highs every day for weeks on end, which Bitcoin has done. And so that draws a lot of attention. and then people are really Hedge
6: funds, individual investors? All
5: of the above. Private investors, private capital, venture capital is very interested in this trend. So you're seeing a lot of interest across the board.
6: So what do you tell them? You tell them to buy it?
5: I tell them that it is certainly a valuable part of a diversified portfolio. To me, it seems like gold for nerds. You know, we had gold for many, many thousands of years as the relevant reserve currency. Bitcoin seems like it wants to step into that role for the online world. So-
0: well, yeah. What do you think of this Bitcoin uh, is gold for nerds concept, Drew?
1: Um, I hadn't thought about it, but that's actually a good way to put it. I mean, it, it pretty much is because the, the 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 key fact uh, or the key benefit uh, of gold or any kind of precious metal is that the the supply is mostly finite, mostly fixed, or you know, pretty consistent in terms of how you can predict the amount of supply that would enter into the system. So,
0: right. I mean, and the term mining uh, conjures up images of of gold, right? Uh, yeah,
1: it's a. I mean. <laughs> They're very. That was a very good move for them to actually name the process mining because it, it helps people correlate that you know the, from the digital realm to the physical realm. Because so so many people are still stuck very deeply in the physical world. So this whole idea of something existing in bits that you can't see or ever you know come to directly experience—that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I thought that was – and plus, also, when you associate it with gold, then you go, oh, okay, well, gold's valuable. Uh, so, this we're going to continue down this trend here in a moment. I just thought that was an interesting point, and it'll come back.
5: Well, I think it's valuable in that respect. It's also potentially valuable as a method of transaction.
0: By the way, I, uh, this guy's name is Coles. Uh, I didn't I didn't jot down his full name, but he he's uh, obviously uh, – uh, uh, I'll, I'll try to get the rest of it by the end of the clip, but he's uh, – He's um, um, pretty experienced in this
5: area. ...across borders, because it's extremely efficient, and that really is the next level of the story for Bitcoin. But
6: look at what's happened just in the last 48 hours here. Vulnerable to hacking, that crushed the price. It went from 140 to 100
5: That's right. What's interesting is that the central nervous system of Bitcoin, the process of creating new Bitcoins and holding transactions is very secure, but the individual wallets and exchanges are still very susceptible to the kind of denial of service attacks and hack attacks that you talk about. Well, talk
0: about... Okay. I think that's fundamentally accurate. And again, I think it's really great. He's on the air. He's, he's spreading valuable, correct information. The infrastructure is secure, but things like Mt. Gox, they're vulnerable. Yeah, the so humans this-
1: involved. The humans, in yeah. and, and, and the administering of, of the system. Right,
0: because anybody, right? yeah, right, because it's kind of what he's saying is, listen, the infrastructure is open. It's a community that controls it, but anybody can build a service on top of it. Any, yeah, and they, can anybody. and they can just be they can make they can make mistakes. <laughs>
6: This is the currency block of lunch money. Why is this a viable alternative to a hard currency that's backed by central bank, by governments, regulated? and in circulation
5: yep the bottom line is that bitcoin resonates the same reason gold resonates because nobody controls the supply excipher from an algorithm that only issues 25 new bitcoins every 10 minutes and that'll decrease over time so it's standardized and it's commoditized to a point where there's very limited supply anytime you get incremental demand there's a positive story for the currency
6: one question that i get a lot on bitcoin is what's the difference between bitcoin and paypal
5: paypal is
0: denom- all right now that might sound like a ridiculous question but I've actually gotten that question a lot myself. What's the difference between PayPal and Bitcoin? And I think he does a good job here.
5: It in currency, such as dollars. Yeah. Bitcoin is its own currency. So the transfer process looks similar, but PayPal is in dollars, Bitcoin is in Bitcoin.
6: So how do you get it?
5: You get it by going through any one of a number of local providers called wallets. And you can link up your bank account to purchase Bitcoin. Your purchase transaction goes through an exchange, and then you receive your Bitcoins in three or four days.
6: So why are you telling people... I understand the idea of a diversified portfolio, but you can diversify with a lot of things that aren't virtual.
5: Yes. You know, as we move into a 21st century world, a technology based world, it makes sense that something like Bitcoin will eventually be very successful. Is it Bitcoin? No one has any idea. But you certainly pays to be exposed to it early on. What
6: do you think of the Bitcoin bubble stories? Cover the Financial Times yesterday.
5: Yeah, you know, bubble's an easy term to throw around.
6: Well, in. if you've seen the price, it's a moonshot.
5: It is absolutely a moonshot. The question, really, you have to ask about Bitcoin is is it going to move beyond just being this kind of freak show reserve currency story of the online world to being a real, viable, Long-term transactional currency, and you say yes. I say it's very possible. But we're still in freak show mode. We're still in freak show mode.
0: Okay, not so bad. So that's Nichol- Nicholas Coles or Nick Coles. He is uh, director of research at BNY Convergix in New York, and uh, of course they're a, uh, a massive uh, a money firm. And uh, he's uh, a portfolio. He's also been a portfolio manager at SAC Capital. And uh, an equity analyst for the automotive credit services. So he's got like a lot of experience behind him. And he's, com- he's coming in here and he's saying, um, uh, I think Bitcoin's real. I'm advising some of my customers to put some of their uh, portfolio in it. And it and uh, I thought, OK, that sounds pretty good. So that's this guy seems like he comes from a pretty established background, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, on the pre-show, I'd asked you, have you heard of Max Kaiser? And I said, no. Right. And you've heard the name, but that was about it. Right. And I think that's probably true for a lot of people in the audience now. Max Kaiser uh, used to be a Wall Street dude back in the uh, good old Coke days of the 80s. And and, uh, he made a ton of money. Uh, He invented a uh, virtual currency trading system that was like, I believe, used as an internal trading mechanism. I don't really know the details on it. Um, And he sold that, made a ton of money on that, got in some trouble. I don't know the details on that either. And uh, now hosts a show on uh, Russia Today called The Kaiser Report. And uh, he's been in Bitcoin uh, since, uh, I think, 2011, 2012-ish time. And he's just been getting more and, and more and, and, and more, uh, sort of as the, he's becoming a public face, one of the public spokespersons for Bitcoin. Uh, he tweeted today, actually, that he's, getting in, he's trying to get investors involved in Bitcoin. Uh, here's what he said. I, I, I'll have this in the show notes. He said... Uh, I have a personal goal of getting hedges involved to drive BTC to a thousand for non-US uh, residents, and he links it here. There's a hundred, there's a hundred thousand, hundred k minimum buy-in, and he's he's uh, it's called uh, it's called Extensua, and uh, hundred thousand minimum, and these people manage your Bitcoin buying for you, and I I thought I thought that's pretty interesting, and I th- and then when you think of like. Guys like Max Kaiser and people like him used to be pushing silver and they used to be pushing gold, right? And is is there sort of a Bitcoin versus gold relationship building and this clip addresses that.
7: Now, uh, the other concern out there is this. Are Bitcoins killing gold's price? The use of Bitcoin seems to have increased dramatically in Spain, Italy, Greece, Cyprus, and elsewhere in Southern Europe over the last two weeks. This is most likely driven by increased concerns about the future value of the Euro. Historically, these kinds of concerns would have had investors headed for the safety of gold. Instead, the value of Bitcoins has shot up in relation to the Euro. And remember, during the Cyprus crisis, there was a $1.3 million purchase on Mt. Gox for uh, Bitcoins. And that's the thing is, like, you know, they have capital controls. They have people at the airports looking to see if you have more than a thousand euros cash. However, if you have a thumb drive of Bitcoin, you can cross the border.
2: Or you can keep uh, Bitcoins in a mined wallet. That's Max. You know, if you just memorize the address, you can walk around anywhere in the world with a million, two million, five million, twenty million dollars in Bitcoin. And uh, you can use that as good currency. And I just want to point out that when the Cyprus crisis hit, and Bitcoin it was just getting into that 40 to 45 range, I said it would get to 150 on the Cyprus uh, crisis. It did, in fact, get to 148, which is you know, good, as good as 150. Uh, I was 100% correct on that. And now the relationship between Bitcoin, gold, and silver, I think it's a bit premature to make those kind of connections because the market cap of Bitcoin is not quite heavy or big enough. However, I will say that those who are owning and buying and building positions in Bitcoin, you w- it would be prudent to peel 10 percent off of those profits and park the profits into silver, because silver is the natural hedge of Bitcoin. No oh, no, we'll
0: maybe parse that later. I thought that was interesting, but you know I, something to keep in mind when you're investing in Bitcoin, like especially on a day like today when the price has been all over the place, uh, those of you who have diversified a little bit. Are going to feel a little better today
2: going forward bitcoin and silver will be vying as who will be the global currency that will replace all the other fiat currencies like the dollar and and the euro and these other currencies uh, bitcoin especially in places like africa will explode in value the america i predict will be so frickin' stupid as to try and outlaw bitcoin that would take them out of the global economy completely and all all economy would shift to the south in in, in uh, Africa and to uh, east in Asia, so this is how you how you play it going forward.
7: Well, how I look at it is that gold and silver are protection against the collapse of your government. And society, whereas Bitcoin is a protection against the collapse of the banking system and confiscation, therefore, that happens from those deposit accounts. So, you know, they work hand in hand. One doesn't discount the other or discredit the other.
2: No, they do work together. They're the only three hard currencies in the world gold, silver, and Bitcoin. They're going to have different relationships price wise going forward. And, we, and the, the point is, is the rise in Bitcoin sucking capital out mm. of gold and silver? I think no. Not no, not yet. But it mm-hmm. will, especially when Bitcoin gets to around the same market capitalization of silver. So that would imply a price of Bitcoin of twenty seven hundred dollars per Bitcoin, up from the current 120-150 range, uh, which I see happening, you know, in the not too distant future. Then you'll see a lot more money flow back and forth from silver, Bitcoin, gold, et cetera. But these are the only three hard currencies in the world today.
7: One of the other.
0: I, th- I thought it was interesting that he says Bitcoin is one of the three hard currencies in the world today. I don't know if I would. I mean, how can you say that until it's accepted by more people? But uh, what do you, what where, what do you, anything you take from that, Drew?
1: Well, I, I was actually wondering what he, what he was going to say for the third, because I was like, is he actually going to say Bitcoin here, and gold, it, silver, and what what else yeah, am I Bitcoin. expecting? Yeah, Bitcoin. No, him? yeah,
0: it's it's gold, silver, and Bitcoin. It is. I was like, yeah.
1: All right. Well, I, I didn't know he was a big fan. I, I thought he was a I thought he was a troll or something. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I got my stuff wrong.
0: <laughs> um, I I don't know. I I think you know. The, so the problem is with with Bitcoin is. Uh, What's who's to stop him from going on air and pumping and pumping and pumping? And meanwhile, while he's pumping, he's selling in the background. Yeah, I mean, That's true. There's that's no kind of like there's no, no oversight. Right. There's no there's no security exchange is going to come down on him and uh, punish him for broadcasting and manipulating the market on air using the show. Right. There's there's I mean, that's the great thing about Bitcoin. And that's the downside to Bitcoin. Right.
1: Yeah, That's a good
4: point.
0: So he could be that. But I don't think it is Uh, just because I've watched. Well, I'll have a link in the show notes. Uh, I watched um, some of his older presentations where he's not so much in an entertainer mode. And uh, he's just kind of at a conference like talking about Bitcoin. Like uh, I think I have like a London conference linked in the show notes. And, uh, you know, he just seems to he seems to get it. And I think I think these clips show that different people at, at different aspects in the media are starting to get it. And they're explaining the concepts while not. I mean, they're doing it at a very high level. But they're to some degree successfully explaining it. Um one last clip I want to play because it kind of transitions us into uh the price discussion that is is absolutely nuts. Um and, and that is the concept that today the the price dropped dramatically, as much as fifty percent. And uh everybody started freaking out online. And everybody who's been waiting for it to, to crash has posted saying, aha, look at the crash. And I think today will be looked at as 50% off Wednesday day. I honestly think we'll look at this on the charts and go, man, everybody who bought on that day, great job. Because we're starting to see... People who are not really in it for the long haul that have a price at these lower levels, they're off gassing, they're selling, they're getting out of the system. We're weeding them out, they're leaving, and people are buying in at a higher price. So, if somebody comes in and buys at 120, you damn better be sure they're going to hang on a lot longer than the guy who bought at 25, right? Because he has to put
1: a lot of money into it to buy a per, you know, $120 per coin. Right. he got to have a lot of investment in this so for while, making real profit.
0: While during the day, like I mean, it's crazy right now. I'm I'm trying to show the, the 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 market prices. We have we're supposed to have a live ticker on our video, which I can't show because Bitcoin ID is down. I mean, it's uh, Mal Gox had like an hour lag. It was epic bad, and everybody's using this as sort of like, look at this, look at that, look how bad things are going. I look at this and go, and I could be completely wrong, but I look at this and go, man, if anything. This is just strengthening the floor. And whatever we settle at, that's going to be really a firm floor. And we're going to build up from there, and it'll go up, and then we'll have another correction. And these corrections are more dramatic than they should be just because of the damn leg at, at Mount Gox and some of the other. I mean, every exchange seemed to be getting a denial-of-service attack this week, too. I was, I was trying to go to uh, uh, BitFloor, and they were up and down, and Coinbase was up and down, and it was, it was nuts. And I think the reason is is because as soon as the price goes down, people start buying like crazy. There's so many people. I there's like there's like fifteen thousand people in the Mount Gox queue right now. And another clip here. I think it's from 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 Kaiser. He's essentially saying people are hedging against bank money and saying, you know what, I'm gonna put a little bit of my portfolio into Bitcoin. And they're just basically investors who've earned a lot of money on the stock market and all these other places where they're just making tons and tons of fiat. They want to, they, they're not putting it all in Bitcoin, but even if they just put small amounts of it in Bitcoin, it's still a huge result for the Bitcoin market. Take a listen.
7: So the first headline I have on the state of the American dream today, SAC's Cohen buys $155 million Picasso after settling trading Probe. Stephen A. Cohen, whose SAC Capital just settled two insider trading lawsuits with the government for $616 million, has bought himself a gift, Picasso's Reve* for $155 million, the most ever spent by an American.
2: Yeah, well, this is great, because you have a fiat money Ponzi scheme. This guy, Stevie Cohen, breaks the law, uh, just (laughs) going to the bathroom. Everyone in the industry knows it.
0: You know... I love that he calls fiat money a Ponzi scheme because that's a term that's thrown at Bitcoin all day long, right? I mean, you've seen that, yeah. And, of course, really... If you look at a Ponzi scheme, you could make that argument just as much on the on the on the fiat side, which I think we could make later on. But I think it's funny he just kind of threw it in there and moves on.
2: He's uh, he's a huge percentage of volume on the New York Stock Exchange. He feeds a lot of those hungry brokers at J.P. Morgan and Goldman. Who he feeds them fish every day of illegal trading. But he's got a lot of fiat money in his pocket, and he needs to convert it into something that won't crash when the bubble he's inflating crashes. So he buys a Picasso. Some people buy. Uh, gold, silver, Bitcoin—things that have intrinsic value, real. Oh, things have intrinsic value. Value. There's the third
0: one again. Real value.
2: And he—he's smart in that he's parking the money he steals. And let me say, I'm using this word uh, literally—steals, as in Eric Holder would prosecute him if Eric mm. Holder wasn't in Stevie Cohen's pocket, licking his buttocks. Uh, he puts that money into something that's going to maintain its value. Now, while well, that's
0: that's uh, that's kind of adorable for Max to say, you know that. Uh, but really, isn't that, what, isn't that what Kaiser's kind of doing by introducing this um, hedge fund for, for hedgies where there is a $100,000 minimum buy-in? It seems like this is built for these people who are making tons of money on the markets t- to stash their money in. Like, he's, he's setting up the channels for these people to move their stolen money into. And then he goes on air. And, I mean, this is my impression, but he seems to then berate them. But at the same time, I mean, he must be, if he's sitting here promoting these people's services, and he added it, uh, if you go to MaxKaiser.com, I don't know, I'm, I'm just, I find, I find the Max Kaiser thing interesting because it's interesting to watch the media and big names jump in. See, he's got a banner at the top of his website, and when you go to that, it's kind of, oh, now it's, now it's uh, not loading, oh, there it goes. And when you go to that, it's kind of interesting. They have a section on their website about Bitcoin, and they explain what Bitcoin is. Uh, the Bitcoin fund, exclusively available for on the Exante platform. Uh, you uh, once you become uh, a, a customer of theirs, they say, uh, you know, why why purchase on a fund level? And one of the reasons that they they say you might want to purchase through them is because they'll do a thousand Bitcoin trades per click is one of their functionalities. So if you want to trade in thousands of Bitcoins at a time, and they man- they manage the wallet, they manage all of that for you, and you just call them up and say, hey buy me 5000 bitcoins thanks and then they just do it
1: that's a that's a very cool service and that's the cool thing about you know not having any kind of regulation around this is basically anybody can do whatever they want and the the quality goods and services people are going to pay for them.
0: and i think this is why when we look at the price today i think it's uh i think it's still massively undervalued just with this level of interest out there uh i watched it this morning i think when i woke up you get up a little earlier than I did. You remember? Did you check the price when you got up this morning? Uh no.
1: It's been freaking me out too much. I've yeah, been kinda, good for you. Good for you. Yeah. I leave the tab with a little, little control W there.
0: No, no. That 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 definitely. I did a little bit of that today when it was going crazy. I was like, ah, I got stuff I gotta go do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, when I, I think when I woke up, it was around 250, 260. It was still yeah, up. Yeah, I, I
1: saw it, it, it was way up there, and yeah. then you know I came back to it. Oh my goodness! I was like, what's going on? Of course, you see the trading lag. You know, one thousand, five thousand seconds.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Everything must go. Yeah, yeah. So watching that go down today, I was like, "Oh man!" And I was like, "Okay, we we're gonna have we got to talk about some of this on the show today." And it's just funny because uh, I think I think right now uh, there's so many accounts on Mt. Gox waiting to be activated. I'm I'm in position seven thousand. I was uh, in position thirteen thousand a few days ago. Um, I think their queue is around fifteen thousand people waiting to have their account verified right now on Mt. Gox. That. That, that, means says, a, that's that,
1: very, that says something right there for, for where the price will go, because I mean if all these people are, are, are gunning to get in there, then we are going to see a rise, and corrections are a good thing. They, they, any kind of correction like this, it, it sucks if you, you know you bought high like, and sell low like I do. but uh, <laughs> I mean these, these are a good thing. It, once it reaches its bottom, it, it's going be showing you know, it's going to be showing everybody that it's not going to go anywhere. It's not going to drop down to you know what, one or two bucks like it did the last time when they had that, that huge hack in the last year or two ago.
0: Right. You know, this is this is the problem is it really uh, corrections are good. These these dramatic swings are bad for PR. Like I'm looking I'm looking at some of these news stories right now on The Verge and on some of these other places. And it it doesn't do well for people who are a little skittish. I don't want to call out names, but there's a few people in our IRC chat room right now who who are convinced that not only is Bitcoin a Ponzi scheme, but uh, some people actually think that it's being used by hackers to calculate rain rainbow tables around the world, which it is not. Um, and so these types of stories and it's interesting to see The Verge just all over it too uh, I think I think it's all Mount Gox's fault for being too big well I can't blame him for being too big but for not having a better system
1: oh well, yeah yeah well they, I think they kind of go hand in hand I mean is that what's going on though are they getting ddos is that cuz that's what happened last week yeah. right that was the official
0: word it, seems like, the official it. Word about, it so seems like it seems like i think the ddos term gets thrown around a little bit more than it should but i i uh, the fact that like uh, bitfloor was uh, tons of them tons of the sites go down uh, and some of that is interest like there's just a lot of people when when there's stuff happening in bitcoin right now that they just slam these sites so i i don't know if it's so much ddos or if it's maybe bad back end design like mount gox just announced that they're making a change in in uh, the way how some of the trading's going to work and the way you know where you could you could put a buy in at a high, at a lower or, or at a lower price even if you didn't have it funded yet and then it would sort of sit in the books and their system has to keep checking the books even if it's not shown on the public book and i guess that was one way that uh, basically bots could go in there and put a ton of those orders in and so even though they weren't showing up in the public books the system was still having to process these huge amounts of of potential buy orders that were unfunded. Um so they're changing that to help with delay. But if you watch the 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 ticker which I I almost have on a monitor always. Um <laughs> you'll see that when before the leg starts there's like these 0.002 cells that just start going and going and going and going and going. And that seems to be like I mean I watched it happen this morning before the big uh, sell-off started happening. And I, I watched the little lag on Bitcoin to just start ticking up as these little cells start rolling in. And I think there is, I think there's, somebody has figured out that it, it costs them less to sell and jam up the system and generate all this lag and then buy low.
1: So it's like an indirect DDoS in a way because they're they're overloading the actual, the functioning system in the back end. They're gaming the manipulating engine. that.
0: That's my theory. They're gaming the engine and they're, and, and they're, they're paying to do it. So it's actually semi-legitimate because they're selling off little bits of coin. And when the value is so high, people want that. People buy because everybody, you know, I think newbies think they got to buy one Bitcoin at a time. And you can buy fractions of a Bitcoin, right? Oh, yeah. So there's tons of people buying that because that's all they can afford. So these guys, they just sell, 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 sell. And it just seems to slam the system. So it's like not like I don't think it's so much like a we're throwing tons of traffic at it. Although that could be happening, too.
1: Yeah, not not actual network traffic, but actually overloading the back end Right. Design in a way.
0: And there's been this rumor going around uh, called, uh, I think it's like Operation uh, Fools Coin. Have you heard about this? No, I haven't. So you know, it's it's hard to know if uh, if I, I don't even know if I could find it, but it went up on PasteBin. It it claims to be like a, a anonymous group who uh were organizing to DDos the exchange. And I don't know if it's legit or not. I've seen it crop up a few times, but it it, it basically what it implied was that people are sort of organizing and then collectively they're DDoSing via like group cells and group buys. Like they're mm-hmm. all getting together and saying, all right, okay. At this they're time, coordinating moves. Yeah. And then they're and then some of these other sites just go down as everybody else freaks out. Like blockchain.info has been going up and down all day.
1: I've been getting 502s everywhere. Like uh, just before the show or the pre-show started, I was pulled up some tabs, check stuff out. And, but uh, I don't know. I can't really do anything. Just, you know, Close them all out. Screw it. <laughs> yeah, I'll is, come back later.
0: See, this has got to get fixed. And I think I don't know. I don't know much about Ripple. Are you familiar with Ripple? No, I haven't. No. I know that it's sort of a Bitcoin competitor. But one of the components of Ripple is uh, boy, there's another huge sell-off going on right now. Uh, one of the uh, one of the components of Ripple is a, I believe, a peer-to-peer exchange. Now think about that, right? I mean that's peer to peer currency. Peer to peer currency could use a peer to peer exchange. That would sort of be ideal, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. Cuz these these large, I mean they're not they're not really central authorities, but they they kind of become central authorities, you know, um, just through market forces. Just, you know, Mount Goxas. You know, they didn't do anything really special, but they they became, you know, such a huge power that a peer to peer system would be really cool to see.
2: Right. I mean I think
0: the thing about Mt. Gox is they were the first to get their shit together, right? They were the first ones to uh, really have a workable system. They were the first ones to establish connections with Douala. I think that was huge.
1: That was huge. That's actually what got me into it. Yeah. I, I couldn't figure out how, you know, how to pay into it back in like 2011. Right, right.
0: right. And uh, Open uh an bank account. And then now because of their momentum, they've been some of their, they're some of the leaders on, you know, um uh, being legit and you know having verified accounts and doing things above board and uh, t- working with the authorities there in Japan and and uh, reaching out to the uh, to the U.S. Um, authorities and I think those things have given people confidence in Mt. Gox and, and you know they also suffered a hack and they seem to have made uh, repairs and and improvements but the reality of it is is I think if somebody came along and did it better like and and I think Ripple or whatever something like that. And maybe I'm completely wrong on Ripple, but something like that, I think, would be huge. But you got to imagine the delay, right? The thing about Mt. Gox is it's instantaneous. Like these no, sell-offs yes. I'm watching right now. These instantaneous sell-offs. Holy crap. But <clears throat> that's just my my little uh, rant for the day. I don't really know where to go with that. There's not much we can do.
1: Did it lose 100 bucks today? Am I
0: seeing that right? Well, we... Sw- the price? Just now?
1: Jeez. I haven't looked at a chart in a while because it's getting 502s everywhere, but uh, yeah, it's not
0: going on. Oh, yeah, man. No, I have it up on the – here, I'll put it up on the stream. It was – well, the, if you figure the high today was in the 260s, and now right now we're at a, around 150. <sighs> I think well, I, I think all of this is what this is really telling us is you and I should stop doing this podcast, and we should go buy some Bitcoin using <laughs> Bitfloor or something. So, are, yeah. Let's talk about this real quick. Are you, are you kind of, are you, do you have any experiences buying Bitcoins fast? Like, oh, I want to buy some right now. I want to take, I want to take advantage of this flash crash. Maybe somebody just got their tax return or something. Are you familiar with some ways to do this? Because there's a couple of methods I've used. And I got Um, burned, I got burned really bad. I put
1: like ten grand in like a couple of years ago, and uh, that's you, the only amount of, of fiat dollars that I've actually put into Gox, and then. Oh, and you do that later, like a I, I haven't used Bitfloor or anything like that. Nothing like.
0: that. All right, well, let's talk about let's talk about Bitfloor, and let's talk about BitInstant, because I think this is. I don't know if this is going to be relevant for many people, I've uh because the price will probably come up pretty soon. But if you get in a situation where you need to buy bitcoins right away, maybe you want to fund. An account for an ASIC miner? I don't know what you... <laughs> oh, of course, BitFloor is down right now. <laughs> See, this is what I'm talking about, man. This infrastructure stuff's got to get fixed. This is this is, this is is cartoonish. So, let's start with the one I got burned with. BitInstant. Now, the thing about BitInstant that's pretty slick is they support cash deposits. Like, you go into a, a participating uh, local branch. Uh, uh, you, I think they're only Bank of Americas right now, but there's, like, Bank of Americas all over America and when you go in there you 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 bring in this slip that you've already printed out from their website with all your information and you can do a deposit or you can do a wire transfer uh there's all they have a bit bit instant has a lot of different options uh so i got screwed doing this they at the time had a paypal method now they've taken this away but i i i tried to transfer Money between between my between BitInstant and PayPal, and they lost two hundred dollars of my of my money. They just they've they've never given it back to me. I've never gotten any resolution to it at all. I've seen mm-hmm. lots of threads from other people that saying they've lost money. So make sure all your eyes are dotted, all your Ts are crossed when you're using BitInstant, because I think if you make any mistakes at all, and I don't even know if I did. You
1: know. And you raise it with their support, and they just they just brush you off.
0: Well, so here's the hard part because uh, you kind of you kind of the onus is on you. To remember the order ID. Oh, come on. You don't, get, you don't get it through the email or anything? Well, so I did two purchases with BitInstant. One, I got an email, and then they had a link in there, and I could check it. The second one, the one where I lost the money, I never got the email. Wow. And I, and I, and I had to leave. I, I actually had to get up, and I had to go do a show, and I ended up restarting my computer because it had, my browser had locked up when I was doing the show, and I got back. And so I didn't have the page. I didn't have the email. And I couldn't find it in my history for whatever reason. It's just like this ridiculous set of circumstances. So I don't have the order ID and I don't have the email.
1: Is, is it like anonymous? I mean, do you have to like register an account with them with any kind of information? Or uh-huh. is it just nope. kind of you show up, you pay for it? And yeah. You leave? yeah.
0: That's why you have to have the order ID. Eh, what? Yeah.
1: Ah, well, I guess it makes sense if you're not going to have that kind of registration system.
0: And I just wanted something quick. Because I was trying to buy a note. <laughs> I was yeah. trying to buy a note too. Uh, so... The other one that I've heard a lot of a lot of good things about who's down right now, for whatever reason, is uh, BitFloor. Now, BitFloor kind of works the same way, although they have a bit of a better reputation. And in, and they also uh, support a few other a few other finance methods like uh, wire transfers and the same concept. You go into the you go into the ATM and you get the bitcoins. Some people say within 10, 15 minutes, they, they say 30 minutes. So at the time so you make you make the order and then by the time you get down to the to the local Bank of America and then drive home in a lot of cases you have the bitcoins.
1: Oh, that's cool. So you don't actually have to you know the the bitcoins aren't transferred to you once you get to Bank of America. You well, make the order, then so you go and pay for it, right?
0: I should clarify. That's bit instant you get them immediately at market price. Bitfloor, you fund a trade account and then you can buy them immediately at market price so it's a little bit different so you don't so with BitInstant you literally like could, you can you can come home and you have an email with the information on how to get the bitcoins like they're, they're yours with BitFloor you can fund something and then buy them right away um, and it's so that's a great so that's like right now I mean the only reason I just bring this up is because when you see a flash crash like this in my opinion now don't take any advice from me because I'm a moron I don't know anything about money in my <laughs> opinion this is just a this is a, this is a buy opportunity right now <laughs> bye 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 Yeah, I would say so right I mean, oh
1: yeah well I mean look at, look at where the price was look at the trajectory of it and it's we're not we're seeing huge spikes but they, they pretty quickly recover I mean the last time it we went crazy it jumped right back
0: and, and, and it's, it's they're having a hard time because the, the exchange is still heavily legged out um, and I think I could be wrong but I think you know when we, when we play those media clips you heard that you heard what those guys are saying that what that is is that is momentum that is building outside the geek bubble you know that stuff that's outside the the Bitcoin community, the the uh, the cryptocurrency culture. That that is that is money at magnitudes that Bitcoin has never seen before. And these guys are talking about getting in. And when they see the price like that, to them, all that means is they're going to get in in a good price. Oh yeah. Because the fundamental the fundamental thing about this is really what makes Bitcoin valuable is when you have all of these fiat currencies that are flopping all over the world, bank backed. Bank back, bank back. State money is just. I mean, look at Cyprus, right? Look at, and then you see a huge uptick in Spain, right? You're going to see the same thing in the United States. Oh, we absolutely,
1: hundred percent. It is going to happen.
0: Bitcoin is the first decentralized digital currency, and the decentralized part is so valuable because it is immune to these systematic problems that the fiat-based currencies have. I know everybody in, listening to this show probably already knows this, but these guys are just figuring that out, and they know it more than anybody else because they're in the system. They know what a bubble it is. They are—you don't think they've been looking for a lifeboat? This is their lifeboat. That's—I the I honestly think that's how they see Bitcoin. They see it as a as a lifeboat for all of the outrageous amounts of money they've made.
1: Right, and the U.S. isn't gonna—they're not gonna. The U.S. isn't gonna declare bankruptcy. It's gonna be a soft default, which means. We're just going to keep printing money more and more and more as time goes on. And it's, you're going to be devaluing everybody else's holdings, everybody else's property, you know, intentionally devaluing them. So once you get into Bitcoin, you don't have anybody to do that to you. That's, that's the huge benefit of it.
0: Right. And and on top of that, it also functions very well as a transactional currency. Like I've paid for services using Bitcoin. I've bought items with Bitcoin. And now I can, and sometimes regret it. I look back and go, oh man, that was... Man, that Galaxy Note two that ended up being a nine hundred dollar phone, you know, because I spent Bitcoin on it. But at the same time, I feel like I set a little bit of Bitcoin aside, to, you know, to spend because I want to, I want to encourage test it out. Yeah, cause in order for it to really be a healthy currency, it needs to be used too. You can't yeah, just, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, The whole the whole idea of it, of it sp- uh, strictly being speculative, is, you get, uh, that scares me. People got to stay away from that. But to, to make it a really a fundamental like revolutionary thing is, is it has to be. It has to really emerge as a means of exchange and store of value, not just like you know a currency speculation device, just to you know make short profits. And the, we need like a full economy to to come around this. I don't I don't like the high, the whole idea about the focus on the price. And oh my God, we dropped a hundred dollars. it it freaks me out. But it we need it to stay stable. If we want this thing to stay around, we need some steady we need, we need a steady increase in price or a slight decrease here and there. Nothing crazy. Like we were seeing too much. That's what's scaring some people. But but. Even with these huge, um, these huge swings, it's still gaining a lot of popularity, and I think even those huge swings are not deterring most people.
0: Right, and I, you look at the queues; you think people are gonna, people are actually just gonna use it as they're just gonna jump on it. Um, so, like right now, for example, okay, so Bitfloor is back up. Right now, if I wanted to buy a Bitfloor, I could grab as much Bitcoin as I could afford at one hundred and seventy USD in cash, and I'd have it in thirty minutes. This kind of this kind of service. Is gonna really dramatically lower the barrier of entry into Bitcoin. There's this, there's this huge technology wall of complication that's still around Bitcoin that I think con- confounds people like, like nothing else. I mean, it is 166. Man, it is just going down. It <laughs> is. <laughs> I think. I think we we kind of have a couple of things coming our way. We have services like Bitfloor and BitInstant. Boy, BitInstant needs some work though, and so does Coinbase. But Coinbase, when it works is amazing. You log into Coinbase, you set up you set it up ahead of time to to your bank account and then you buy bitcoins at the at the price at that moment and then it goes and gets the money out of your bank account over a couple of days, does a wire transfer and then you have the bitcoins. And because they're they're so popular now, they're not able to always provide that service and you can only buy it with the market price is going to be when they get funding. But Coinbase makes buying bitcoin a one-click process. And I'm not I mean, Coinbase has so many problems. They just they just leaked people's information online, and uh, nothing major. But I'm one of them, and uh, because I'm, I have a merchant account set up with them. But it it means that while this price is going down, you have all of those you have all of those accounts pending approval on Mt. Gox. You've got Wall Street guys saying on on media that hey, maybe you want to put a little, just like you're putting a little money in gold and silver, maybe you want to put a little money in Bitcoin too, because uh, it's even less, you know. It's less immune to manipulation than gold is, although people yeah. still manipulate Bitcoin. But I think when when they, when you combine that with these super easy methods to buy Bitcoins, it's really going to be a floodgate that opens. Because right oh, now, yeah. that that uh, that difficulty is like kind of like constraining. I think the the market.
1: Uh, absolutely, it's a pain in the ass to open up the wallet account. <laughs> I went through all that crap. It,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: I started buying, I think I started buying Bitcoins back in the day, like in 2011 at two bucks. So I got some cash in Mt. Gox, but I had to open another account with, um, uh, with, with Diwalla and you got to wait, you know, days. And I'm, I'm seeing the price just go up, go up. And, and just like the genius I am, buy high, sell low. I bought it 31 bucks. Then it crashed. Ouch. To like two or four bucks. So I was trying to get in, but th- that that huge hurdle of, of waiting all that time and not being able to purchase them, you know, at the current market price, and then have the money transfer, you know, to them in a couple of days. I got uh, I got screwed for this process. So these new services that that are building around Bitcoin, that, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's going to completely, it's, it's going it, to, it will open those plug gates as you said. There's going to be yeah. tons of people getting into it because you can make these quick little transactions. You don't have to go through all that crap, going through all account, doing some kind of confirmations. I don't, I don't even remember what it was. I don't want to remember. Took forever. The but. other,
0: the other big disruptor, I think, is going to be uh, a service called BitPay. You heard of these guys?
1: Ah, man, too many bits. I don't know what's going on. I know bit, it, everything.
0: It, well, it's kind of, it's like iDevices up in here, right? You got you got iEverything, I guess. But everything's bit. No, so BitPay is it's really the reason why you probably haven't heard of it that much is because oh, no, it, I have, yeah. It's have. for businesses, right? It lets you be a Bitcoin merchant. What's what's awesome about BitPay is it it lets you set up a complete. Um, payment processing backend and people can pay you in Bitcoins and you can have the BitPay system immediately exchange that to USD. So you get the immediate market value if you want and it can dynamically update prices on your end via their API. Or you could have it do like a portion. So like it, it sells off a portion in USD, but then keeps a portion in Bitcoin for you you can set up these kind of like rule systems in place. I think that is super slick and what it essentially does is it turns bitcoin just into the payment processing protocol. It's like the it's like the it's the it's the system that it's the back end system and the other currencies kind of just ride on top of it because it's exchanging them in real time. So uh, I, I think something like bitpay is the exact type of solution we need for merchants to start accepting Bitcoin on the other end, so You've got systems like Coinbase and BitInstant and BitFloor and, and hopefully Mt. Gox will get their crap together that are making it easier to buy Bitcoins. You've got hedge funds that are now getting into it where they're going to manage this stuff for their customers for them. We're going to be doing massive thousand dollar or thousand Bitcoin purchases in a single transaction. All that's billing on that side while BitPay's billing up on the other side to payment process all of that. Yeah, it's just looking at it right now. It's just the beginning. We're just at we're 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 still at uh, square one now, right now.
1: Yeah, Bitcoin was crawling. It's just starting to walk right now,
0: and it's starting to run. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, <laughs> it was starting to run, but it tripped. It tripped and <laughs> fell. And it's every its couple of days knee. here and there. You know
1: what I'm saying? <laughs> it
0: bruised its knee today.
1: Um, Not Mount, Mount Gox. There was a hockey stick down to the shins.
0: You know what? It would be fun to do once uh, we kind of get a feel for the price once, and maybe not today's not the day to do this. Well, maybe, but we should, we should try to, we should try to do an estimate what we think the price will be by the next episode.
1: Yeah. I, I, I I'd be great at misleading people consistently. Yeah. you <laughs> So let's go go far, <laughs> you
0: seem to have a pretty good record. Do you want to hear my war story? I should probably admit this in the first we, episode. We should,
1: that should be some kind of segment in the future or something. Cause man, I've been, I, I've been like lighting myself on fire, you know, being burned, I'm burning myself. Like all the time, every day, I, probably, yeah. I, I screwed up today, with yeah. my coins. But yeah, go ahead.
0: Oh no, I screwed. So, uh, well, yeah. We should maybe we'll talk a little about like coins here in a second. Might as well get get that in the first episode too. That we can really upset people. Uh, I lost about seventy nine. See how I say about? <laughs> I lost seventy nine bitcoins. Um, I think in two thousand eleven, I was using an online wallet. I can't remember the name of it now. I've blocked so much it out because it just hurts so, so bad. Oh, me too. And, uh, they got hacked and they, uh, so let I'm just going to plug in there 79. Let's see if I was to have 79 bitcoins. Do you
1: you got to put the calculator away. You can't keep you, doing
0: this. That'd be $10,000. $10, You're killing yourself, man. So I lost at current price after the crash, I lost $10,000. So <laughs> imagine what I was thinking about it this morning when it was at 260. Every time it reaches new highs, I think about this, this atrocity that happened to me. <laughs> but God. so, um, and then, at that around that same time uh it was almost like uh, i maybe within a week, I can't remember now uh Mt. Gox got hacked, and the price went way down because all the phony sell orders that went on the books and it- it crashed the price down to like you know nothing and I just kind of sat back and I said, "Ah, I'm done, You know what? I lost half my bitcoins i i I took what I was able to recover from their backups, threw them on a wallet in my hard drive turned off all of my miners and I had like six machines that were mining uh, uh-huh. GPU mining and said I'm done. And so that's my big regret now because I I could have just I could have just got back up, you know, just brushed the dust off and picked things back up. But I was burned, man. I was mad and I looked at that and I thought this this is a this is a fundamental problem with the currency because this is just too easy for this to happen. I'm done. Because you know, I, my my wallet had been hacked, and then my exchange had gotten hacked. Um, and now I kind of regret that decision. You know,
1: but well, we we just there's no way we could have seen we could have seen this coming. I I, I, I try not to kick myself, but I I do you know subconsciously <laughs> over and over again with the uh, you know I've had similar similar stories with the uh, especially actually around the same time that, that you had that uh, that hack. But
0: I think uh, I think the, the reason why I kick myself is because I knew even then all of the fundamentals for Bitcoin were solid. Right. You know, we, that, yeah, yeah. we need a monetary system that's compatible with the internet. And when, <clears throat> when I say that, it sounds, oh yeah, okay. But when you look at like over on the uh, uh, Bitcoin subreddit, r slash uh, Bitcoin, they and, and now many other places, they've Im- implemented the Bitcoin tip bot. Have you seen this? Uh,
1: yeah, I think
5: so.
0: So it, you just, in a, in the comment thread over on Reddit, uh, if somebody says something that you like a lot, you can give them an upvote, or you can do plus Bitcoin tip, and the amount of bitcoins you want to tip them, and a bot on the back end, which with a pre-funded account that you've pre-funded, delivers a Bitcoin tip to them. And it is, it sounds kind of, you know, um, like no big deal. But when you're actually there and you like you make some invite, insightful post and it helps somebody, like hey thanks man, and they send you a Bitcoin tip, or or like for example, the people that came up uh, with the with the Plan B slogan. They were up on Reddit first, and I said, wow, this is awesome. Can I use this? And they're like, yeah, totally, you can use this. So I gave him a tip, right? And then later he's like, hey, man, well, also I created these Illustrator uh, lo- uh, logos of of the Plan B slogan, which you can use. Do you want them? And I'm like, well, I yeah, I want them. So then I gave him a, you know, a, I tipped him uh, half a Bitcoin. And it's it's like it's super easy just to, like, reward the community. And it's, it's this, when you have a currency that, that is backed by the people so you can trust it and it it works over a peer-to-peer system and it, it can be integrated into software like this it is gonna we we have we have no idea what is ahead of us we have no idea it is like looking at the internet 15 20 years ago and 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 looking at you know dialing up to aol and dialing up to comp usa and and envisioning facebook and envisioning skype and envisioning google hangouts it would be in Comprehensible. But all of the fundamentals to accomplish that were there, just like all of the fundamentals to accomplish that in Bitcoin are there. So I knew that back then. I know that now. And so that's why I kick myself even more because I knew it. I knew better. I just got we, we mad. We all knew. We all knew, me. All right. I shouldn't get so upset. I'm
1: sorry. Well, you got to put the calculator down. That's the problem. I do that every day, too. I'm like, well, you know, what, what'll happen? When, well, I had like 400 or 500 Bitcoins um, back in the day, and uh, I, don't, I don't have them anymore. Because I sold
0: them. You had four to five hundred. Oh yeah. Oh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) See, I told you. I've been there, man. You got to put the calculator down. You got to step away. You know, don't don't but don't bust out uh, (laughs) calc.exe. None of that crap. (laughs) No. I still do that every day. I'm doing that with Litecoin now. You know, you're like, well, well, once once it gets to eight dollars, you know, will I be out of the hole yet? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It Drives me crazy, but I'm sure everybody does it. Well, so I I made
0: I made a Litecoin mistake last night. You told me to get off Burnside. You said, uh, you know, here. You told me about uh, we mine uh, uh, Litecoin, right, or something like that. Is that yeah, something it? like that? We mine yeah. LTC. Sorry. Yeah, we mine LTC. That's right.
1: They had a problem yesterday.
0: Oh really? So did uh, so did uh, so did uh, freaking uh, Burnside. So I had three machines uh, hashing away all night long on the GPUs, and then I get up and they're all none of them are connected. My stats uh-huh. haven't counted. I've my basic. I, I earned one Litecoin. I've got. However, I have mined sixteen of them now.
1: Wow. Hey, that's pretty good. Yeah. I'm up to I'm up to three. I only started a couple of days ago, but man, w- once I switched over to uh I had so many stales over at uh, Burnside's. But yeah. once I went over to, to to this new one, it's my video card's going crazy.
0: I mean I picked Burnside because uh, you know, um uh, they have a pretty good hash rate overall, but <clears throat> yeah, I think I'm gonna move on because the stale rate's just ridiculous. So Litecoin. This is something that I think the we're we're gonna talk a little bit on this show, even though this is primarily a show that's gonna be focused on Bitcoin. Litecoin's very interesting, and, and and just quickly, if you're not familiar with it, I, uh, Drew, would you say it's fair? I have seen this comparison made. If Bitcoin is gold, Litecoin is silver.
1: Yeah, that's what everybody says. I, I hope that it's true. I mean, I I think there's certainly a place place for that. Uh, I guess primarily because I mean, if you got a, um, a faster block generation rate, you have faster transactions. Because when it, when I, I was you know trading between a, a Bitcoin and Litecoin on a BTCe. It takes it takes some time for those Bitcoin confirmations to come in. And I was yeah. sitting there, you know, Control F five, Control F five. What's know. going on here? Yeah, <laughs> and it, you know, it, it, unless I'm misunderstanding it, I think that's a that's a pretty cool part about Litecoin is, you know, you got to faster transactions because Bitcoin's just a little too slow for me.
0: Yeah, you got to put that <laughs> fee in there to get it to. You know, I always I always pay a little fee just to. Yeah, and the, so the other thing about Litecoin and although this is already proving not to so much be the case is it's supposed to be a little more CPU friendly it uses uh, script and I guess that uh, is not necessarily uh, I guess because it's more memory intensive it's not necessarily great for GPUs I, I don't know the details exactly but I've been mining it on uh, my Radeon six and seven series cards and I get you know anywhere between 300 and 400 mega hashes on those and um, it, it feels very much like Bitcoin did early 2011 right now. Even like even like um, the software is, you know what is good is just forks of the Bitcoin software that's been adjusted for Litecoin because Litecoin's based on Bitcoin. So like anything that is good is was for Bitcoin and the stuff like the miners like it's all command line right now. You're you're editing comp files or ini files. You know it's all it's all like exactly where it was when I first started mining Bitcoin. But it's really, I think, on the precipice of, like, the, the Litecoin transactions are going way up. The price is pretty, I don't remember what it is, but it's, it's you know, it's relatively, it's, it's It growing. dropped like
1: a buck or two today. Um, <laughs> um, and believe it or not, it dropped immediately after I'd made a purchase. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, yeah, I I, bought a, I think I bought uh, about two or $300 at, uh, I think, 4 uh, And it immediately dropped. So, um, if you see me, if you ever hear about me making some trades, make sure you, uh, you do the opposite of what I'm doing.
0: Right. Yeah. That sounds like, that sounds like what I'm learning. So you, uh, well, you know, I think, I guess the question is, is does Bitcoin have to be worth a ton of, a ton of money in order for Litecoin to be worth a ton of money? Like, yeah, is that, that, that's is, the question. Yeah. It's,
5: yeah.
1: They, 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 kind of move, you know, rel, um, relative to each other, not proportionally, but they, they kind of move together. Once, uh, once a Mt. Gox, you know, went, went nuts, had a bunch of lag time, um, Litecoin just crashed. I mean, like by a dollar or two, but it's had some wild, wild swings lately. So I
0: don't see the fundamentals as much as I see them for Bitcoin, because a huge part of the fundamentals is Bitcoin. The the number one thing people say is who backs Bitcoin? The people back Bitcoin. Every user of Bitcoin is a backer of Bitcoin. That's what's so freaking great. The thing about Litecoin, much smaller user base, much, much smaller. And uh, the thing about Bitcoin also, you can you can divide it up into tiny, tiny fractions. So you don't, you know, like some people have made the argument, well, Litecoin's gonna be better for microtransactions, but you can do microtransactions with Bitcoin. Yeah, down down to the eight decimal place or something like that, right? I do agree though that like the blockchain is getting huge. I mean, maybe it would be good to take some of the smaller, minor transactions off the network, but it I I think Litecoin right now is at least worth playing with. Uh I don't know if I'd buy it. I, I was I got close actually when it was at two dollars. I got close, but I just couldn't push myself over. Part of it, actually, honestly, is if it was a little easier to fund, I probably would have Yeah,
1: no, that, that, that was a huge problem because I actually, I bought into it uh, pretty significantly, um, especially relative to Bitcoin. But uh, m- m- I couldn't find any way to really fund it, you know, directly through fiat. So I basically had to, I had to move uh, Bitcoin from Mt. Gox over to BTCE and then sell that for Litecoins. And, and then I, sell that for dollars and they make the trades there, you know, back between Litecoins and dollars. Uh, and I so guess yeah, it's a, that's, that's the thing. It's a it's a pain in the ass.
0: Yeah. And honestly, the reason why I want Litecoin right now is so I can get enough Litecoin to buy Bitcoin. Oh and yeah. What what's the I mean, if that's what a lot of people if that's what people end up using Litecoin for, there's no long term Yeah, that
1: that's the problem, yeah. But if it's just like like a some intermediary between, you know, exchange points for to get to Bitcoin. Yeah. Eh. Well, I, I'm hoping because I just need to, as long as I get to as long as we get to eight bucks in Litecoin, I'll be happy.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna stay with it for a little while. I, it might as well right now while the difficulty rate is low. And true, true. and this is one you know people people have asked me a lot uh, how do how do I mine Bitcoin and I my answer is you don't anymore really. Ooh. And uh, people don't like that answer, but you know my 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 follow up answer to that is why don't you try Litecoin. Uh, you know, it still gives you, so, so here's the thing about, here's the thing about mining. It's, it's just fun. It is fun to look down at your computer and seeing it working away at stuff. It's fun to look at the charts and you know, you can actually convert this stuff into money that you could go buy another video card with or something. I mean, that's what I did. So uh, I say, try it. Why not try it? And the fact that it's CPU friendly right now, it's not great. But if you join a pool and we you know we can toss a couple of links in the show notes to, uh, well, I'll just, we'll toss a link to the one we're going to be trying. And, uh, and I'll put one into one I've been using. And, you know, you get in there, you can use it with your CPU. Why not try it for a little while and see if it works? And the other great thing is you can, you can mine right now both, just like I used to do way back in the day with Bitcoin, you can mine on your CPU and your GPU at the same time. Is that how you do it?
1: There's also, um, there, there is a GUI miner for S-Script um, for Litecoins. Oh, so you there don't is? So you don't have to do it through CG Miner or, or Oh, What's it called? you know? It's, it's an alpha, but I've been using it for like a week. Do you have it a Do you have a name uh, for the program? Yeah, it, it's just a fork of um of the regular Bitcoin GUI miner.
0: Oh, okay. So just search for GUI miner for Litecoin.
1: Yeah, GUI miner um, dash S scripts and like that. It's an alpha right now. S script miner GUI.
0: It. Here it is. I think I just found it. It's I found a post on BitcoinTalk dot
1: It took a while to find it. I actually yeah I randomly stumbled upon it, but I I can't do anything with Reaper. For Some reason my computer just shuts itself off. So once I went to. Uh, the GUI miner. So it's one really easy to set up. I, it has presets in there too. So, I mean, you basically just you know, pick your video card. I got a 9750. Boom, set it up. Oh. Turn down the intensity because I want to actually use my computer. Then there you go. I got oh. like three, oh. four light
0: Oh, that's nice. See, that's nice. I, I, uh, since I have the ATIs and all the machines I'm using, I just set it up once on one computer and then I just copy the directory to all the different computers and i not have to set it up again. Yep. But uh, all right. So, I'll take a look at uh, Script Miner GUI. Is what it's called, right? Does that sound right? Script minor GUI?
1: Something like that. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, that's something I got to look into because I'm not super happy with the way that works. And uh, plus, I like to get it working under Linux too. Because then I don't have to worry about malware as much and stuff like that, which is just oh. nice not to really you know, have to track any of that kind of stuff. Well, uh, so, you know, man, we have so many things that we want to cover on this show. It is, it is totally ridiculous. And we don't, we don't, this is not the completed show. We don't have it all put together yet because we just kind of launched a little early because the, time seemed, the timing seemed like now. Like it seemed like now there needed to be more Bitcoin podcasts in the world. So we got started. But we have so much stuff down the road to cover. Um, one of the things I want to do is get some interviews on this show. So if people have suggestions. I'd love to hear who you want us to talk to. Uh, I'd like to hear from developers of Bitcoin software and products and services. Kind of talk about them, why they're using Bitcoin and how they're using it. One of the other things I want to do, and Drew, tell me how comfortable you are with this, is I want to cover some of the taboo topics like gambling and Silk Road and things like that. Hey. What do you think of that? i oh, it. That doesn't bother okay. you? All right. Well, I'd like to do a gambling episode at some point and see- A
1: gambling episode,
0: <laughs> Right. Why not? Because I, I hey, mean, wow, yeah, I'm down.
1: It's, I actually, I actually lost two Bitcoins on, uh, uh that blackjack one, um, you yep. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Only, I'm only what, you know, 300 in the hole on just uh, gambling. I didn't to- see that coming.
0: I, to- <laughs> <laughs> I tossed a few coins at Satoshi dice just to see if I could spam the blockchain a bit, but, oh. <laughs> uh, I, you know, and there's this, uh, the bit, the Bitcoin casino that is all based in Minecraft.
1: Ooh that is very cool. Yeah. I, I, I I haven't I uh, haven't touched Minecraft at all but that's a, that's a great what a great idea isn't it? This is that's again this is
0: a way where bitcoin can be used like nothing else, right? It's integrated right into the Minecraft world. You go into this Minecraft world, it is a freaking casino. Um, and this is an example of I'd love to get that guy on the show.
1: Yeah, and it makes you and, and you, you can you can actually gamble and, and engage in activities voluntarily and freely with other people and not be a criminal.
0: It actually is totally legit because it's a virtual wow. currency. Exactly. All right. Imagine that. So that's an example of somebody I'd like to get on the show at some point. If you guys have suggestions, uh, you can email the show. I'll have an email address set up. It'll be uh, plan B at jupiterbroadcasting.com. And we'll also have it in the contact drop-down list. What do you think? Of, do you think? Uh, are you a Reddit user? Should we do a subreddit? I don't know. I'm kind of waiting on that one.
1: Um, I, I browse from time to time. But it once I, once I start, I just can't stop. So I, I've been kind of staying away a little bit. But that'd be a cool idea. Well, I mean, we see. get some good stuff in there probably. Because you, you get a lot of stuff for, uh, unfiltered through there, right?
0: Yeah, and Last is a big one too, and TechSnap. Yeah, and actually, Coda Radio has, uh, has a uh, has a subreddit now that uh, has. Uh, oh, that's
1: right. The up. one you guys didn't know about,
0: right? Yeah, <laughs> you listen to Coda Radio. <laughs> yeah, that the was kind one? of funny. Uh, yeah, I was thinking I would set one up. Uh, So I'll, I'll, I'll get to that. And we'll also be in, uh, we'll have RSS feeds up on our site and we'll have entries in iTunes. And so we're just going to start refining this show over time and making it better and better. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll keep working in new things and new segments and get to some educational stuff. I want to, I want to kind of do a regular FUD busting segment because I think every week there's going to be FUD out there that probably should be covered. Um, I got a couple we're tracking right now, actually. Uh, Sky News uh, compared uh, Bitcoin with Zimbabwe dollars, so I think that'd be a fun one to bust next week. Uh, You'd be better off if you burned all your money, right? That's what they said. You'd be better off burning all of your money than investing it in Bitcoin. And if you, uh, if you do use Bitcoin, they also said you're probably just using it to buy drugs. Well, I mean, that's what it's for, right? I guess, yeah, and, and criminal activity, I, I suppose. So, tons of stuff. I'm, I, I'm really excited about this show. I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna have uh, a long, long, long run, and and I think Bitcoin's just getting started, and this show is gonna be here to document it. Yeah, there. Drew, man, is there anything you want to cover before we get out of here? No, I'm good. All right, so uh, there you go. There's Plan B, and uh, Plan B will be live. I think we're gonna do it on Tuesdays. We haven't really dialed that in yet, but uh, check JupiterBroadcasting.com/slash/calendar for that, and then of course. Uh, check out the show notes for relevant links like the rss feed so you can get the show every single week uh some of the information we talked about the topics you want us to cover send in a contact form and let us know lots of things we're going to be covering soon so we can always uh work in your ideas just let us know but uh all right drew well thanks man for the great first episode all right everyone thanks so much for tuning this week's episode of plan b we'll see you right here next week